0: Welcome to the Social Propertypreneur Podcast, and here is your host, social media queen, property investor, and entrepreneur, Laura Muse.
1: Hi, everybody. Laura Muse here, and I am with Amanda Clark. Um, I've known Amanda for a couple, well, about a year now, I think. Um, she does some incredible things in property, and she also um, works with her husband. So, um, just wanted to introduce Amanda. So, thank you, Amanda hey you're right yeah i'm good are you
0: i'm good i'm good got my it. On, and i, I, I got love bit. I've, <laughs> I've got my lockdown pjs on as well <laughs> <laughs> i won't stand up i've no pants i'm joking
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> um so thanks so much for your time tonight obviously i know you you're really busy in your household so i appreciate that for people yep. who don't know who you are, um, can you tell them a little bit about you, how you got into property, um, and a little bit about your background, because I think it might resonate with quite a lot of people, if that's okay with you.
0: Yeah, so, I can't even remember now, it's been that long, it seems forever ago. Um, so, my background really is a state agency, um, that's where I primarily spent most of my working career, um, so I've always been in the property field, yeah. um, and... Yeah, so when I got with my husband, Dan, he ran a lettings business. So we were running the lettings business. I was working every hour God sent, and we wasn't having any time for each other, let alone um, my daughter that, that I had at the time. Um, we stumbled across a Facebook advert for uh, property education. As you do, you go along, and then 30 grand later, you've signed up <laughs> to a <attend>. firm. <laughs> um, And yeah, so we did property education that way. Um, Lots of people nowadays um, are doing sort of like self-education, which I'm all for as well, because there's such a great support network out there now where people are learning tips from other people who've had the education. So I think no matter which way you've come into property, whether it's from education, because there's some great educational groups out there, or whether it's self-education, I think you can flourish.
1: So, you do a podcast as well. You've just launched your podcast You're in the second episode.
0: Yes. Um, do you know ones to
1: ones. Tell people about that. Is, is, that proper, is that involved in property or is that a general business?
0: So, yeah. So, like, I love podcasts and I love listening to podcasts, and there's a lot of property podcasts out there and um including you know there's, there's so many and that and, and there's so many property people being interviewed so I'm not adverse to interviewing property people and, and I have done and I will continue to but I've called it babble just so that I can babble about anything really so I'm aiming to interview people who are entrepreneurial in all the forms as well business people people who have perhaps gone into insolvency bounced back that kind of thing really so yeah go check it out babble have done already should go check it out um tell me a little bit about kind
1: of how you run your business what your strategy is how you've built that up because you've built it up pretty big um especially over these last couple of years can you can you tell people about that
0: yeah so um me and dan both work very 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 differently so um i don't like spreadsheets i don't like um number crunching i'll do it but i don't enjoy it I'm more of a people person, so I, I like to do investor meetings. I like to do face-to-face meets, coffees. I'm the kind of, like, bubbly one of the two. Yeah. Um, we work really well together in that respect because um, I'll sort of work on raising the finance and perhaps um, agreeing and negotiating the property projects that we're doing, and Dan will do the number crunching and all the behind-the-scenes behind the, behind the scenes work, the more important stuff, if I'm honest. <laughs> um and then, so, yeah, we work really well together. Obviously, we've got three children. That is a job in itself. Obviously, being at school is a great help. Um, and the other two are in private nursery. Um, but lockdown, what do you do? Like, what do you do? There's three little pigs running riot. They're all various ages, got 11, four and two. So they're all at different stages of the development. So it's been a real, um, a real task in itself. Um, but you do it. If you've got drive, if you're determined, if you're passionate about what you do, you do it. We've just had to be super, super organised. We've got um, an office, an external office, and so we've utilised that more than ever before. So one of us will have the children um, whilst the other one's in the office, and we'll just swip and swap. we fight over who's in the office, if I'm honest.
1: (laughs) Sounds like me and James. (laughs) No, it's my turn. It's my turn. (laughs) Yeah, let me
0: in. Let me in. And then obviously we take it in turns. Couple of hours in there, couple of hours off. Um, and you know, like when my time's all done, I'll be like, "You've been in there two hours. <laughs> so it's my turn." just been. It's been organised. And I think one thing that I've learned as well, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned yeah. that don't take yourself too seriously, especially at times like this. Still have a bit of fun. Like, I've been doing really, really important emails and the kids have been jumping on my lap, diving on my head. And I've thought, Do you know what? Put it to one side. It can wait. I'll I'll have a laugh with them. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. taking yourself too seriously. It's been a little bit more fun. And obviously, with children, engaging with them and being present, um, I think that's important as well. I don't know about you, but for me, I you'll never get you'll probably never get this time
1: again like spending this quality time and for, for, for us it's made us realize actually we need that complete divide when we're, when we're with is it? we're with her we're not thinking about emails or taking phone calls and that's something I really want to take going forward because it's like our relationship is so much better from doing that I don't know if you feel like that as well.
0: One thing I have thought of as well is um, that's the reason why I left state agency in the first place. So my eldest daughter, I was a single mom um, and literally I'd wake up in the morning, do a breakfast, quick cuddle, get a change, take it to my mum's or her father's mum's. And then I'd race to work. I'd be at work all day. I'd race back. I'd get home for half six, seven. Her bedtime was half seven. She'd already have had a tip. I wasn't bringing my own kid up i was just, i was just working to keep a roof over our head right so yeah. so that's one of the reasons why i left so now the setup is great i get to have breakfast with my family every single morning that in itself is means the world to me i'm not really talking about your
1: eggs we've got to talk about the eggs
0: the oh, instant- the egg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen poached eggs this no. is not you if you're listening Amanda's yeah. eggs are amazing. My <laughs> and
0: eggs I'm, this morning, I am devastated. <laughs> I always say, my eggs bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, my eggs. That's it as well. Like, I mix business with my personal life as respects. Uh, one second, I'll be doing a really serious video on my top tips to be an estate agent, uh, to register with an estate agent. And the next second, I'll be saying, right, this is a you cook an egg. <laughs> and like that way people see that you're real people can relate to you people can be like do you know what if she can do that if he can do that if they can do that then so can i do you yeah. know what i mean yeah i do yeah yeah so what kind of things do you invest in wow that's the million dollar question <laughs> so we've done all sorts of strategies i'm one of these people that I don't know about you. Like, I'll go on a course. Let's just say you go on a bite to let course and you go, that's it, I'm doing buy I'm doing bite to that's it, I don't want to do anything else. So you start focusing on bite to lets Then you sit a commercial course. We're doing commercial. <laughs> Have you done that? And- yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went from buy
1: to SA to HMO to commercial conversions back to buy yeah, I love <laughs> my husband them. does like commercial conversions, new builds. I'm quite happy with sourcing and buying buy to let properties. I love them.
0: Exactly. So we've all been there, and we all, we all, we all, we all, we all change our minds with what. So Clark and Clark Properties, we've done so many different things. So we've done buy to HMOs. I'm just going to put it out there. Never going to do a HMO ever again in my life not interested hate them absolutely hate them hate them um so and so now we're in a position where we've taken our company to the level of we've got good cash flow from our assets and other businesses so the money that we generate from our other businesses we're putting into really good buy-to-lets so not shassets shit assets i call them shassets but actual assets that are going to have capital appreciation that are in good areas that there's a good demand for, and that I'm not going to want to sell in 10 years time. I want to keep these really good assets. So we're collecting kind of collecting houses at the moment, (laughs) um, (laughs) which is quite a nice hobby to have. And then we're doing um, commercial stuff and development as and when it comes up. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on the buy select side of things just because, I've had a really stressful couple of years, and I do just want to do some nice vanilla let's They're they're easy, they're straightforward, but they are really good and solid. And I've noticed that times like this, when economy is at like its crunch, they're the ones that you think, shit, I should have done so much more of these. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Um, Yeah. Um, And I think it's safe to say we have experienced absolutely every calamity that you can experience but we're still smiling so we still we still want to do property um but it does test you doesn't it I mean one of some projects I mean we target commercial property um listed buildings because I found that a lot of the commercial stock that I was viewing Mm. the people that were viewing it I had too much competition. So for every 10, I, I wouldn't even get one. So it was a really, really, really tight-knit society and community. Um, And so I started to target the listed buildings, one, because my competition was greatly lessened. And two, they are quite tricky. There's a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of relationship building with the council. So um, I targeted them. And it's just been really hard work um getting it over the line doing the conversion and stuff like that but then you do reap the rewards when it's finished because you do create a lot of cash flow and obviously because it's listed then when you do refinance your refinances are a hell of a lot higher so it's worth the effort but this year so i'm taking you, you, you can't you're converting i, I think yeah. Converting. Yeah. yeah 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 so and our last project was um a listed um building it was uh, four stories and it was office blocks so we um transformed that into three beautiful apartments high-end apartments the top one was duplex and um, we decided to sell them then we changed our mind i'm terrible for this i'm like actually i don't want to sell it um, so <laughs> yeah. we refinanced it and we've become the freeholder so we obviously get the rent from the lease as well so win win.
1: Oh, oh, so what you're
0: doing now on. Oh, just quickly another tip on that one. So right on the, the, the um the basement floor, there was um, a barber shop. So oh, right. we bought the and the barber had been trading there for twenty years. So we bought it on a bridging loan and the rent that we got from the barber whilst the build was on offset the bridging loan. <laughs> so I like it was a good one so maybe like you know for people that are watching and they're looking to get in commercial maybe target stuff that's got a commercial element that's already um creating a cash flow and then you're offsetting some great expense aren't you no definitely so what
1: have you got going on at the minute what projects um are you working on right
0: now so we've actually finished everything i've okay. got yeah, I've got nothing. I'm viewing a great big beast on Friday um, and we've put two offers in on two, you know, bog standard vitalettes in Derby and hopefully we're going to get those. Um, but that's it, really. It's, it's a bit tricky, isn't it? It's gone a little bit dry for us as they take that for us investing. because. <laughs> um, these data agencies have been closed and then all the other projects have, have, have been finished. So there is nothing I've got on. So if there's any sources out there that have got anything hit me oh. up. <laughs> so yeah, do, you, do, you more, do you
1: utilize agents and commercial agents or do you do direct to vendor? Or do you, do, like, do you use like, Nimbus Maps, that type of software to source your opportunities? Or
0: well, Firstly, Nimbus what, 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 what? Oh, I've never okay. heard of
1: it. <laughs> Well, you need yeah, to
0: be on the snaps. You need to be a part I, of that if you a commercial, 100%. I am a rubbish with computers. Dan <laughs> have probably heard of it. I haven't. I so you need to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do need to brush up on my computer skills and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, um, mine is all, again, relationships. Obviously, being an estate agent and in one of the areas that we invest in heavily, I've got those links there. I'm also really good friends with um, a commercial agent there um, on a social level as well. And so um, any sort of stuff that he gets, he'll offer it me first before it goes to market. So we've got a good system going there. Yeah.
1: So what's your advice for people who are just starting, who kind of maybe just want to just get into property, maybe not just commercial? What are your top tips on uh, building relationships with agents?
0: I've just done on my Instagram, if you want to follow me at Chalice, I have just done my top tips on building relationships with estate agents. And I said, I didn't see see that before I asked you that question, actually. (laughs) Number one, be memorable. So I'm the, I'm five foot 11. They're going to remember me anyway. Um, (laughs) I don't shut up. So they remember me for that. So pick up, play on something that you know you can be memorable for. So they remember you. Another tip is on your business cards, have a photograph of you. Um, Us estate agents, when I was one, you registered that many people. And if you've registered someone by telephone, you're not going to think of them. So go into the office face-to-face, take them goodies, donuts, muffins, chocolates. If they sell you a property, get them, you know, step it up, get them a bottle of perfume or aftershave or whatever tickles their fancy. Um, Ask them a question, even if you know the answer. So say to them, you know that property I'm viewing with you on Friday, how would I get there then? Because they love to be helpful and they'll think that they're helping you and that's building a bond, another like relationship with them. Um, don't go in your Rolex, in your Pradas, because when you walk out, they're just going to go, nob. <laughs> 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 we did you just you know or oh my god who did she think she was oh oh did you see him oh he thinks there's something he does and that's it's an office environment so that that's how that's what a bitchy office is like, right <laughs> so just be yourself go in you know just go in your casual clothes um you know and just be friendly and don't be like you've got to strike a balance you don't want to be up there at us but you don't want to be standoffish it's quite it's a skill really you've got to you've got to practice it, and you will find that the more you practice it the more you throw yourself out your comfort zone the more it'll come and the more relationships you'll build
1: so what in regards to obviously being in an estate agency you get you must get so many sources that come in saying me and my investor friends we've got all these this multi-million pounds of money to invest from a from an actual sources point of view, how do you get around that? What if you've got no property experience? Is it being, is it being by being consistently going in?
0: You build that relationship? Um, yeah, I think so. And I think your vulnerability is nice as well. So I remember back when I was an estate agent, I had a lovely guy come in, um, so quiet, so self-assuming. And um he says, Hello, I'm looking for my first fighter net. And I wanted to help him, I wanted to get him off the ground. So I think I, I think it doesn't really matter whether you're knowledgeable, whether you've just started out, whether you're experienced. Because sometimes being too experienced can go really against you, because they just think, oh, do you know what? Don't sell that to him, because he's got fucking loads of money And that's what they say. So I think think, think being a a newbie or, you know, um, a little bit less self-assuming can be in your favour. Cool.
1: Tell me a little bit about the 5am club.
0: Oh, don't get me started on the 5am club. (laughs) So the 5am club is run by my good friend Dee Ludlow. He it started off though, I think there was about eight of us. Um and he decided to set the club up because he said that he was getting a little bit lazy in lockdown. Like, you know, you wake up, you sit on the sofa. I don't think I'm gonna get changed today, I don't think I'm gonna shower even today. this <laughs> um, kind of like lazy sort of attitude. So he said, Right, I'm gonna set up the 5am club, it's gonna be on a tuesday a thursday and a sunday it was three three times a week when it first started on a sunday morning it's going to start at five o'clock we're going to get up we're going to discuss our goals and we're going to motivate each other and that's what we did there's like well in excess of 80 members now oh wow it's like it's like it's like a boat party in ibiza (laughs) honestly it's so much fun but you do it's fun but it's also there's integrity there so it's I've picked up so many tips. I've I've said this from day one. No matter how far along you are in prophecy, you're always learning. And it's also really good to have reminders as well. Like I always use the analogy, I'll say to my daughter, don't mess with that, put it down. Two minutes later, don't mess with that, put it down. And reminders, although she knows, reminders give her that gentle kind of kick up the bum. And we're exactly the same. So even if you know the information that you're hearing. Hearing it again, it's not going to hurt you. It might move you to action. So it's been brilliant for that. Yes, it's hard getting up. (laughs) I get up up at 4.50, drag myself. (laughs) Roll out of bed. (laughs) Roll myself, slither down the stairs like a big fat slug. Um, And then, um, yeah, it's brilliant. It goes on till about half past six. The, The thing that I love most is the community. We all support each other. Dee's been so clever how he's done this. We all support each other. We're all there for each other. And we're going to have one great big piss-up when we all meet at the end of this. So if you want to know more, obviously get in touch with Dee Ludlow um, and you can become a member. It's it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. No, oh, Cool, thanks for that. Um, how, I'm going to have to talk
1: about it. I don't really want to, but I'm going to have to. How has lockdown affected your property business?
0: Okay, so... HMO's, we'll talk about those bastards first. Um caused <laughs> me to sell my whole damn portfolio. <laughs> um no, it's it's been not too bad. We've had a few tenants that have tried it on, um, not with me, as in like that, you know, do you
1: self-manage?
0: Oh no, God no, 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 no. Um so they've um they've been in touch with our managing agent and have said, look, um we've not got a salary, we can't pay our rent. Um and we said to the one guy, can you send us over your bank balance to show your, um, your, your wage is lowered, basically? Yeah, yeah. Because he couldn't afford to pay the full rent. He sent it over and he got 17 grand in his account. <laughs> I was like, are you real? Like, what is this? Um, so for those that have been trying it on, we've tried our best. You know, I always put myself, try to put myself as a landlord in their position. if i genuinely struggling to pay my rent would i appreciate my landlord helping me out of course i would Mm -hmm. and so we try to take that approach has our business been affected i would say by about 10 percent. okay so not too bad pretty good compared to some people yeah i think i think from what i've heard the essay essays have been a little bit trickier um but HMO wise, that's been the biggest one really that we've we've had problems with. Our buy to lets, our lease options, and our commercial stuff. Not had a problem with any of that.
1: Do you have any um, leading brands in your commercial, or is it independents?
0: Oh, just independents. Yeah. Because the brands have been a bit,
1: haven't
0: they? Yeah, but that would be my that would be my next sort of like. really but you just don't you just don't know sorry i my phone started calling there <laughs> Probably <an estate> agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i've heard frankie and benny's is closing all right okay and some of the food franchises are closing as well like you just don't like what is going on yeah. what are
1: your obviously going forward um obviously a dip in the market is inevitable what's your predictions what do you think the opportunities are going to be for property investors um do you think one particular strategy will reign supreme over the other Um, what's your predictions going forward over the next kind of 12 to 18 months
0: i my predictions are that there's going to be a lot of property go up for sale so i think it's going to be a market rife for investors my particular strategy we have sat down and discussed it um is the hotel and um sort of like accommodation sector so we are going to be looking at doing hotel conversions because a lot of hotels are closing down um bed and breakfasts are closing down and you know what bed and breakfasts tend to be really nice little buildings don't they generally like really cute so um if we could get some of those and make them into nice you know change of use turn it back into a detached property or make it into flats or whatever i'm specifically going to be looking at stuff like that cool um well just before we go can you tell me what's
1: next for you um obviously not just in property but you do a lot of other things outside of property
0: Um, what's next for you amanda oh that would be telling wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) just to keep smashing what i'm doing really um i I'm going to keep smashing out my podcasts. Um, I think it's doing really well in gaining uh, credibility for me and the company. I'm learning stuff. I'm learning stuff every day from the podcasts that I'm uh, that I'm recording. Might have to ask old Laura Muse to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old other- you cheeky. <laughs> um, and so, just just one thing that I learned. I recorded a podcast last Friday. That's going to be launched next Sunday. One of the things i learned on there and I, i'm surprised i didn't know this one of the things i learned was in your bank yes. you're only insured for 80 80 or eighty-five thousand pounds so if you've got 100 grand in there and the bank goes into dissolvement you're only covered for 80 to 85 pounds so if you're a millionaire and you just sat there la, da, 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 with your money sat in your account you're going down <laughs> I didn't even realise. So that's just made me think in terms of how to position myself and structure myself again on raising finance, using that little bit of knowledge that I've, I've gained. I'm pitching to investors. Did you know that the money that's in your account is actually not insured? I'm going to insure it for more than that. Come on, I was <laughs> to Yeah, so, you know, the podcast, I'm going to keep doing that. I said I was going to do one every couple of weeks. I think I've got the podcast bug now. So I'm just like i just love it i'm really excited and <laughs> um, so i'm gonna i'm gonna launch as many as i can and yeah just keep smashing out what i'm doing to be honest with you and i'm i'm particularly trying to support other small businesses that are struggling in these times oh
1: cool. any more public speaking because i
0: know you got into that last year yeah so i'm still on the
1: public well then we're speak- back up and running anyway we're allowed out okay <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, um net, like, uh, networks like the 5am club uh, it's not just going to be um a webinar and um, Dee is going to be setting up um actual events um so I've said that I'll host the Derby one and you know so stuff like that there's lots in the pipeline join the 5am club and you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Amanda.
1: I really appreciate your time tonight. Um, I'll put all your links for people who are listening uh, in the podcast below. So they can contact you, find out more about the 5N Club. Thank you and good night. See you later.